This is the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday morning podcast for the 21st of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, the Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more and stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Joining me today, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller. They have the news, including a spotlight on Indiana poultry during this Thanksgiving week and meet a model of excellence FFA chapter from Indiana. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin here too with clouds and rain today. Corn and bean markets up yesterday. Analysis on the way with Carl Setzer here on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Recognizing Indiana's poultry producers and a special night for the Sullivan FFA chapter. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. 200,000 pounds of turkey, chicken, and duck, and 172,000 dozen eggs. That's how much Indiana poultry farmers and businesses donated over this past year to Hoosiers in need. It's a great chance for us to talk about how the poultry industry gives back to their communities. And that's Dan Krause, co-CEO of MPS Egg Farms based in North Manchester. Krause and many other representatives of Indiana's poultry industry were at the Indiana State House Monday for the 76th annual Indiana State Poultry Association recognition event. Krause says he and other poultry producers have been working to address food insecurity by providing protein to their local food banks. It is really an honor and a privilege to work with the other poultry producers in the Indiana State Poultry Association. All of the companies, we have duck, turkey, eggs, broilers, all represented in the room. All of our companies have a long history of giving back. They give to local food banks. They give to churches in their communities. MPS Egg Farms has been working for several years now with Hatch for Hunger, which is an amazingly effective organization for moving protein into food banks all over the state and even out of the state now. The strength of Indiana's poultry industry was also recognized as according to the USDA, Indiana's number one in duck production, number two in egg production, and number four in turkey production. Kraus says Indiana is one of the top two egg producing states for a reason. MPS Egg Farms has been based in Indiana for over 50 years now. It is a wonderful place to do business. There aren't a lot of states where the regulators, the legislators, the business people all work together. They're all here to serve Hoosiers and make our economy thrive, and they really put that into action. 
the ethos here is to support business and make sure it happens effectively, and Indiana pulls it off really well. And with Thanksgiving in just a few days, remember the importance of turkeys to Indiana agriculture. More than 20.5 million turkeys were produced in Indiana in 2021 alone. Read more about the importance of Indiana's poultry producers to the state's ag economy on the new Who's Your Ag Today mobile app, it's a free download for iPhone and Android. Well, it was a special night for the Sullivan FFA chapter during the recent National FFA Convention in downtown Indianapolis. Eric Pfeiffer shares their exciting news. We take it as a community award, award that you know we've worked a long time to get to this level. Uh, and uh, certainly appreciate the recognition that we've received. That's Sullivan FFA advisor Jeff Miller telling Hoosier Ag today how humbled they were to be one of 10 chapters nationwide to be dubbed a model of excellence chapter, exhibiting exemplary qualities in all categories of growing leaders, building communities, and strengthening agriculture. Basically, a top 10 chapter in the country. And that's quite a feat, considering there are nearly 1 million FFA members and over 9,000 chapters nationwide. Sullivan FFA member Michaela Hitt says the honor is overwhelming, and it all stems from their love of FFA. I really love FFA. It's a very big part of my life. I enjoy the community I've built through it. So to me, I think it just means home. I really uh, love the whole organization and everyone I met through it and everything I've been blessed to be able to do. Now, Sarah Francis from the Sullivan FFA chapter had quite the convention. Not only did she get to celebrate being one of the top 10 chapters in the country with her team, she also had the opportunity to compete in the National Extemporaneous Public Speaking Competition. This contest is referred to as the Ironman competition, and I think that's kind of just a perfect representation of this competition. So you do so much preparation, but genuinely you don't know what they're going to ask you about. So a lot of preparation went into this, you know, just learning about agriculture you know, through participation in my community as well as research about the industry. So I worked really hard and I am very excited about my performance. Although I did not advance to the next round, I was a bronze finalist and I am very excited to announce that and just be able to represent the state of Indiana, Section 3, and Sullivan FFA. Congratulations to the Sullivan FFA chapter, and be sure to check out our video with them on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. We've got clouds and rain showers across the Hoosier State today. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Nothing dramatic here in the forecast, but keep the umbrella handy. We're not drying at all today on our way to about a quarter to maybe one inch of precipitation, depending on where you're at. Seems like the heaviest activity is going to be central and southern Indiana, but there's a secondary band of slightly heavier activity in north-central and northeastern parts of Indiana as well. It's all part of a system that came out of the central and southern plains uh, late yesterday and last night, arcing up through the eastern Corn Belt. It's here and gone. I think moisture is winding down by probably sunset or sooner tonight, and we clear out completely overnight. Well, 
almost completely. I'm looking for a mix of clouds and sun for tomorrow, but we will be colder for sure. And then for Thanksgiving Day, not too shabby. Partly to mostly sunny. Temperatures trying to bounce just a little bit. A reinforcing shot of cold air coming in late this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. May see a few clouds around from that, especially near the Great Lakes. But at this point, I'm not talking big precipitation. Another minor disturbance trying to come across the Great Lakes area next week or early next week, Sunday night through Monday. A lot of clouds, but not much else. I'll say in northern Indiana, keep an eye out for a flurry or two, but very cold air for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. Below normal temperatures there. We see temperature moderation after midweek next week, likely Thursday, Friday, but we're also watching a system in the Four Corners area come together during that time. And as it kicks out to the east, we may be on the hook for some late week rain once again, although it looks like right now the early track of that system wants to stay south, just like what we saw with our current system. Still, we're seeing rain today, so another system next week could bring rain this way. Keep an eye on that. Otherwise, not too shabby of a setup, especially here for Thanksgiving Day this week. Enjoy it. We're definitely not drying anything down here today. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Mixed ag markets to open up the week, but soybeans leading the charge. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Monday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. Soybeans higher all day. We have settlements from a higher day in the end for corn and beans. First market analysis, I grabbed that at the end of trade from Carl Setzer. Carl, here on a Monday, it was a solid move in soybeans really from the start and in corn and wheat not the same kind of day, trading right around even, a little lower most of the session with corn, a late comeback, and a very quiet move higher. But very solid in soybeans as we see a bit of a shift in the next couple of weeks of weather in parts of South America, a little bit drier it looks like. Yeah, we're starting to hear some mixed uh, opinions on the weather in South America, and that's really where the driver of the market is right now. We're, we're done with the U.S. harvest. Um, you know, yes, we have some some places still getting into the fields, but for the most part, soybean start, uh, harvest is pretty well wrapped up across the United States. Today, we did see a, a little shift in the weather forecast. I want to say a little because the the conditions in South America still not expected to to really get much drier. It's just a few forecasts, maybe not quite as wet. And that was enough to get some bargain buyers to surface in that soy complex. Um, we also traded on that that uh, January contract straight to the 50-day moving average bounce off that early in Monday trade. And that gave us a little bit more support. And then throw in uh, some gains in the meal and the oil as we are expected to see more import buyers surface in the United States uh, due to the fact that that small South American crop from last year really cutting into the crutch reserves. Now, we do have to be cognizant before we get too bold up on that. Look at the calendar. In another four to six weeks, we're going to see some new crop harvest coming out of Brazil. 
Now, it'll be a while before Argentina can get in the fields, obviously, but in Brazil, a little bit of harvest could start here mid-December, maybe the end of December, which means by the first part of February, we could have new crop soybeans coming out of Brazil. And when you looked at the uh, recent sales here, we have not seen a lot of export sales, fresh ones on the books. So that capped our gains in soybeans a little bit, but a very good day. Looking at the uh, grains, yes, we did see a touch of a comeback in corn. Um, really, it wasn't a lot of buying. It's just the selling subsided. And once that long liquidation did subside, it allowed values to bounce back. But uh, some moderate losses in wheat through the day, four to eight. Uh, even nine cents lower on that Kansas City contract really did put a damper over the entire grain complex. And that's coming on the heels of forecasted rains for the U.S. wheat belt and the simple fact that Russia is going to keep exporting. And they're currently at a $40 per ton discount to the United States. So we have to we have to drop lower on wheat just to become competitive. Now, we did see sharp losses in U.S. dollar today. That gave us some support in the contracts as well. And the energy complex, big gains in crude oil, that was supportive to both uh, the soy complex and corn through that Renewable Fuel Association. Livestock markets mixed with cattle futures up and the hog market down. But overall, it was a rather quiet day, one that we don't see that often. Yeah, real quiet in the livestock. Uh, sifting through that cattle on feed report from last Friday, um, really that, that wasn't what you would call overly bullish or bearish for that cattle complex. But we did see placements come in a little bit lighter than what we were expecting. Um, still up 4% on the year. Not really a reflection of low cattle numbers, but more so of the better grazing conditions in that western and uh, plains region. Um, even hearing some guys running their cattle on some uh, winter wheat fields out there. So we do have some uh, pretty good uh, grazing conditions that, that slowed down the placements. Hogs today, that was the big story coming out of China. China reporting a an end of October sow herd inventory at 42.1 million. China saying that is, is too many sows. They have too many hogs. Their hogs are becoming more efficient. Look to see, uh, as China said, they are going to uh, make, take necessary necessary measures to uh, ensure adequate hog numbers, which means we have some culling coming at us. And when you add in the loss of uh, the export business we're already seeing with China, looks like they're going to see some more pork on hand and then turn that weight on the U.S. hog complex to start the week. Carl Setzer there with Consus Ag Consulting, his number 989-506-1587. More numbers now. Settlements from Monday trade. December corn finally ended up two and a half cents higher, 469 and a half. March 487 and a half, going up two and a quarter on the day. Jan beans, 27 up, 1367 and a quarter. And March 1383 and a quarter, up 26 and three quarters. A sell off in Chicago wheat, December down seven and a quarter, 543 and a half. 
Meat markets, December live cattle down 27 at 175.47. And December lean hogs going 62 cents lower down to 70.35. That is the Monday market review. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network. 